do our cold opens generally relate to the thing? They don't have to. Okay, because I didn't have an idea for a cold open that would relate to the thing. I also <laughs> don't have an idea for a cold open. In one of our recent episodes, uh, we just talked about Purdue for like a solid three minutes or ten minutes even with really? Rosalie. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. episode with Rosalie. We got sidetracked a lot, but they were fun sidetracked. Rosalie, it was fun to sidetrack with you. I can yeah. say that confidently because I know she's listening because she's the number one fan. And yeah. none of you that listen to us, uh, none of the others that listen to us have yet to prove us, prove us otherwise. Here's a way you can prove us otherwise. Go down to uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or what do you listen? Give us a five-star review and write, I love you! I love you! I love you! Like nine times in the review. And then I will believe that you're the actual number one fan and not Rosalie. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great how to bombard people at the beginning of our podcast with, hey, if you like this podcast, <laughs> the one that you're starting right now, you should rate it. Go rate should, it right now. Well, don't Not just rate it. Go and write that you love us in all oh, caps yeah. nine times. It's an exercise. All caps. All caps. Bold if it allows you. I don't know if review your review apps allow you to write bold, but if you can do it at italics, at underlines, even at strike through. I don't I, I need you guys to d- demonstrate that you're the number one fan because right now Rosalie's uh, killing it on that front. So you guys got to uh, put in some work. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. I think it's time to get this episode started. Yeah. It's almost like. Oh. What were you saying, Hank? Uh, it's funny that we had a, we had the clapping because it feels like there's a live studio audience here. Uh, is there a live studio audience here? Yeah. Yeah, so this episode is actually being recorded live on a stage. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. You guys can stop now. You guys can cut it out. <laughs> I know you guys love us so much, but you don't have to clap that much. Yeah. And um, if you do, if you clap for us and you don't know who we are, hi, I'm Bradley. That's Hank. Uh, this is No Good Ideas with Brad and Hank, where we talk about the worst ideas ever to exist in history of ever. Really. Yeah. And there's some bad ones. Yeah. So, Bradley, I've got a hypothetical. For, actually, first, first, before I get to this hypothetical, let's talk about sitcoms. Oh, what do yeah. you think about sitcoms? Love them. Really? Situational comedy, man. They're the some of the best TV shows in recent and general history have been sitcoms. What are your favorites? Well, I'm a sucker for The Office, as is everyone. Um, Parks and Recreation. That's a good one. Uh, that's a great one. Um, trying to think of what are some. I'm gonna Bob's Burgers. That count as a sitcom? That's um, it. It's and yeah, it's situational oh. comedy. Okay. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, New Girl. I think New Girl is probably got to be my favorite. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Um. So when I'm talking about sitcoms, I'm kind of in this sense referring to stuff in front of a live studio audience, which I don't think. What I, I would say, I don't think any of the ones you mentioned were. But was was New Girl? No, that was not in front of a live studio audience. None of them were. Yeah. So I just got to declare something. It's not 100 percent. No, it actually does relate a little bit to what we're talking about today. I hate laugh tracks. <laughs> they they drive me nuts when watching TV. Yeah. I I hate being told when to laugh by the show. Yeah. It feels like the show is talking down to me. It's like, you're too stupid to think to to know when to laugh, so we do it for you. I've never liked that. 
furthermore, if you've ever watched a show that has laugh tracks without laugh tracks, it's awful. Yeah, I think I've mentioned that, this on the show before, but it's worth doing once. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's funny because it's like everyone. I feel like that's not a very unpopular opinion, Hank, of people hating laugh tracks. Just really? The, yeah, the same reasons you say, like, oh, it's just it, it. It makes it feel disingenuous. It somehow makes it feel less funny. But then they'll do studies and they'll find out people like laugh tracks. They like it's like it, I guess it goes back to the days of when all shows were filmed in front of a live studio audience and you guys can shut up now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it kind of like, I guess kind of kept on because now you, there's shows that have a laugh track and they don't even have a live studio audience. They add it in post. Yeah. Which is, is just such a terrible concept. So that's interesting that you say that that's not an unpopular opinion because I've, I've not met that many people that don't, like like that do voice a distaste for them you know like i feel like stuff like you know um friends or seinfeld neither of which i've watched very much of i'd say probably the one that i saw the most of with a laugh track was big bang theory which eh. well big bang theory is just a bad show yeah i know but like like the laugh track just makes it feel so much worse that it's like they're Mm -hmm. they're saying that was funny look everybody's laughing that was funny when it definitely wasn't yeah um so i've never liked them I think that they're they're fun to parody, though. The idea yeah. of a lab track can be really funny when placed in a super like extreme place an absurd kind of. Yeah, like, like, for example, we actually made one. It was for a bit and I think it still is the most viewed video on our original channel. Oh, yeah. A very, very simplified, boiled down to its core version of a parody of a a in front of a studio audience sitcom. Bradley, could you explain that's my guy to our podcast Mm -hmm. audience? Yes. Right before uh, right or right after I close my window because I realize I still have it open. Oh, my Um, gosh. Yeah, I'm not a professional. You could hear cars (laughs) driving. Probably. That's gross. Um, But yeah, that's my guy was a. Uh, I want to say like 20 second quote unquote short film was really yeah. filmed, but it was definitely yeah. short. Um, it's more of a vine uh, of literally it stars you and Nate friend of the pod uh, and of <laughs> us um, with Nate in the kitchen, just do, literally doing nothing, just standing. You hear a doorbell. He turns around, goes, I wonder who that could be. He walks up to the door, opens the door and it's the stereotypical like special guest episode uh, like bit where they open the door and the person at the doorstep is like this famous celebrity. So the crowd like goes wild. They're like, yeah, Woo! yeah. And then uh, you just go, hey, and then there's just like a little uh, in the audience. Yeah, yeah, a little laugh track. And then it just yeah. and it played the title at the beginning where it goes like. With with the That's My Guy logo, and then it plays that again at the end. And that's the show. That's the whole episode. This became sort of a a mini franchise for Mm -hmm. us within within Really, Really Okay. We did one in Spanish. We did SAS Mi Amigo with (laughs) our our friend who was a foreign exchange student from Spain who Mm -hmm. uh, just performed the exact same thing in Spanish, but he played both (laughs) sides of it, which was hilarious. Uh, and then we did That's My Finale, which was when 
I was moving away from Washington State. Oh, you you missed one before we before we do that. Uh, oh my that's gosh, m- I missed them. Oh my gosh, I skipped the most important one. Yeah, that the what most, was it? That's not my guy. That's not my dad. That's not my dad. That's not this my was dad. The most, probably the most absurd thing we ever made <laughs> yes. was that's not my dad, which was it was just one Saturday evening where we were out out and about screwing around. I think we went over by the uh, the casino that was near our town, and did we launch fireworks? I think so. Or at least watch them. It was near 4th of July. We launched a couple fireworks. Uh, I think I think Dylan had a couple. So I think we launched a couple. Friend of the pod. Um, Friend of the pod and us. And uh, Bradley, you were talking about how there was this really funny video that you'd seen uh, where it's these kids that are like being trained to scream. That's not my dad. You know, in case they're kidnapped. Hold on Um, one second. Uh, I'm just going to play just the audio here. Because I realize I have it set up. Oh. That's not my dad! Yeah. <laughs> so this is a great sound clip. And mm-hmm. we made the connection. That's that's my guy. That's not my dad. So we made this really weird take on it where Nate opens the door. And it's like his back screen door. And I'm like, and it was like the middle of the night. And I'm standing there. And Nate just like mouths the audio of that's not my dad being screamed multiple times at me. And then I say, hey, the laugh track plays. And then I disappear into the darkness. Yeah, and that was it. And then we made that's my finale, which was kind of a, a little bit more of a a story driven, also really absurd. Not thing. even a story. It, it was, was just, just like, Nate leaves. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't even nothing. remember. It didn't make any sense. It, it didn't make like any this, sense. Like it was a bunch of in jokes that we had been making over the course. It was halfway across our road trip, our cross country road trip that we did when I was moving away from Anacortes at the end of high school. <laughs> across the <laughs> that's how i felt when you were moving <laughs> and so we made this kind of like end of an era thing because high school was done i was moving away and like you know the kind of squad that made really really okay stuff was starting to split up so we made kind of like a last like when we're together thing and it was just it was really kind of out there and ridiculous and random based on a lot of in jokes but there were still the semblances of that's my guy with like the classic i wonder who that could be line yeah and like uh, stuff like that so and it was a lot of fun. So we've done a little so- podcast podcast. Jeez Louise. We're on a podcast right now. A sitcom franchise yeah. um, that was born in the idea of parodying uh, the idea, the kind of absurd idea of live studio audience sitcoms. That brings us to today's topic. Bradley, I've got a hypothetical for you. OK, I've got bad news in this hypothetical. You're British. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, sorry. So you got to do a British accent for your your reactions to this. Absolutely uh, not. That's a big <laughs> for me. I cannot do accents. I'm sorry to no but you, but absolutely not. I cannot do that. So it's 1990. Oh God, it keeps getting worse. You're. <laughs> I don't know. The 90s were pretty. They were pretty good. Pretty stable. Yeah, were the 90s good? Yeah, thank you to yeah. our, our wonderful audience that I, I know I'm ragging on live studio audiences, but I love you all. Um, <laughs> it's 1990 and you're sitting in front of your TV. It's in the right. UK and you're watching Galaxy. Uh, you're watching the Galaxy Channel. Okay. And you're watching a uh, you're watching a show. It's it's some sitcom about World World War Two. Like it's these silly World War Two soldiers. Oh, like, classic! Guys fumbling through World War Two. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what an insane concept for a sitcom. Oh, what geez. on earth? <laughs> this is like I didn't even say that thinking that it's this insane because you have no idea where this is going. 
Okay. Um, an announcer comes over the TV. Let me find the uh, let me find the text. Yeah. Okay. So an announcer comes on during the end credits of it's an episode of Dad's Army. That's what the show is called. Right. And the announcer says, and unless Arthur Lowe defeats him, Arthur Lowe, I think, is a character, one of these World War II soldiers. Uh, it's the man himself in a few moments in Heil Honey, I'm Home as the Galaxy Comedy Weekend continues. Wait a minute. Is this I, I've heard of this before? Yes. Heil Honey, I'm Home. Yes. So this is the premiere episode and the single airing. Of the canceled and buried British sitcom Heil Honey, I'm Home. Wow. So it cuts from this. So, yeah, World War II comedy already kind of ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying as I prefer, I'm on a, pod, a comedy podcast with a, a picture of two F6F Hellcats, which were a World War II uh, uh, warplane that I really love as my background. Um, making jokes about World War II. It, it It's you know, a situational comedy about that. It's kind of ridiculous, especially in the 90s when it was a lot more recent. Um, but then somebody says that they're about to watch. You're about to watch one called Hi, Honey, I'm Home. We cut to the opening title screen of this show. It's white text on a black screen, and it reads this. To most people, the name of TV executive Brandon Thalberg Jr. merits no more than an unpublished three-word foot. Footnote, in the Annals of American Situation comedy. Yet it was Brandon who, some years ago, sought to break new ground when he commissioned the series Heil Honey, I'm Home. Um, Under the billing, not so much a sitcom, more a hitcom. Unfortunately, neither Brandon nor the series were heard of again. Until now. A chance discovery in a Burbank backlot has revealed the lost tapes of Heil Honey, I'm Home. Tapes that we believe vindicate Brandon's unsung comic vision. Wait, so this was the beginning of the episode? This was how it started. Okay. So we've got this story about Brandon Thalberg Jr. And how apparently he vanished (laughs) with the tapes of the show, but they were found in a back lot. So we've All created, right. there's this character, there's this dude, this like American producer. And then it goes into a, uh, seventies, sixties, seventies esque, uh, you know, family sitcom about Heil Honey, I'm home. The, the premise of which is that, uh, Hitler and his wife, Ava Braun, uh, are, you know, living in an apartment complex and they live next door to a Jewish couple and get into wacky hijinks trying to kill the Jewish couple. Oh! Oh my god. This is all seeming really, really insensitive. Um, so he walks in. All the characters have New York accents. They're making, like, classic, you know, like, kind of campy, uh, you know, jokes from the era that is supposed to look like, the kind of 70s era of, of sitcoms where he, you know... He gets home late for dinner again, and his wife gets all mad at him, and he goes, I've been a very naughty Hitler, and, like... Why is he from Boston? What? Oh, that was me gooning up a New York accent. I mean, you talked about how you don't do accents. I I messed them up, too. I'm, you know, I don't get to... to, (laughs) (laughs) um, And 
it's just like this is insane. I'm looking up photos of it now, and it is insane. Yeah, but the insanity of it was kind of the point. Yeah, that's kind of what I. Th- that's the only way that this could ever see the light of day if you just lean into this because it's like from what i'm assuming this is like a parody of like the tropes of sitcoms but paired with something that's absolutely just terrible yeah terrible so that's that's kind of the thing this was less about just being an insensitive comedy and more so making fun of that style of show and amping it up to 9,000 to show how dumb it is. Mm -hmm. But it didn't quite stick the landing because there were a few issues. It didn't work hard enough to, you know, like spoof Hitler. It just kind of made him a normal guy as well as the protagonist of the show. That's awful. That's That's not not what you're supposed to do. Because there's other things, there's other comedies like, Hitler is not immune to being portrayed in comedy. If you've ever seen like Jojo Rabbit. You yeah. Know, if I you... mean, it go- goes all the way back to like Charlie Chaplin portraying exactly. Hitler. Yes. Like he's always been in comedies because w- when it comes to punching up, he's the most up you can punch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like if you spoof him and, you know, show the absurdity of that person and like the just show him as a total buffoon that can work. It's just that this didn't really do that. It just kind of was like, here's Hitler being a chill dude with a New York accent who lives with his wife in the 70s and he goes home and he's got a couch and he's got neighbors and they have wacky interactions. And like the first episode is about him inviting uh, the German British uh, prime minister during Neil Neil Chamberlain, I believe, um, of, you know, over. Yeah. Over to his house. Neville Chamberlain sorry, over to his house for dinner. And, you know, it's all funny because Neville Chamberlain is trying to convince him not to invade the Rhineland and whatnot. (sighs) And so this is offensive. Yeah. People are immediately like, whoa, this is offensive. Let's read some of the reactions. Um, But before we do that, before we read some of the reactions to Heil Honey, I'm Home, (laughs) I think it's time to take a quick break. Just kind of breathe for Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a breather on this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. No good ideas. We'll be right back. All right. Let's read some of these reviews of Heil Honey, I'm Home. So. This is my favorite one. Uh, Hayim, Hayim, I'm not quite sure if that's the right pronunciation. Pinner, uh, Secretary General of the Board of Deputies of British Jews, described the pilot as in very bad taste. I agree. Adding that we are against any trivialization of the Second World War, Hitler or the Holocaust. And this certainly trivializes those things. Agreed. It's very distasteful and even offensive. That's really po- a polite way to say that. Yeah, it's like, that's it's maybe even offensive. <laughs> like definitely is. Uh, hey, Pinner, you are clearly a very polite and reserved man, because I think you could have really unleashed on that. 
Mm-hmm. You could have gone full Twitter user on that and you would have been fine, but you yeah. you you held back. Um a television historian has described it as perhaps the world's most tasteless situation comedy. Um but there's others who do defend it somewhat as the point of it was to parody American television. It was it's weird because it's a British parody of American television taking on this subject matter about, you know, like the Germans, a European war thing. Right. So it's it's an interesting like double step there. And the creator still defends it. The creator does not be, like still defends his idea and what he was going for. Well, and there's like defensible things there in terms of what he was trying to do. It's just that this was super distasteful. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. And I feel like if he's trying to parody the art form of it all with like sitcoms, I'm just I'm still it just doesn't click for me that yeah. you would have to go that far. There's other ways to amp up the absurdity without like just trivializing this person who caused a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and was extremely evil. Right. Like unless you're going to, you know, take that into account and put that under the magnifying glass. that like this person was evil. It doesn't really. Yeah. Do it's just like yeah, there's it, this it, evil person being silly. Exactly. You put it exactly right. If it was a satire of Adolf Hitler in this way, then you could I could see it working. But it was just him being late for dinner. You know, it wasn't satirizing him. It was satirizing American television with him, which meant that, you know, you aren't doing the work to make this show. okay, (laughs) an acceptable thing. Was it satirizing? American television was were we not doing enough to denounce Hitler in our sitcoms like yeah I, right I if that's the case then maybe <laughs> but even then it's a 30 minute episode is a lot to take in from that yeah so let's let's read some of his defense uh Jeff Atkinson guy who made it um he maintains that this is from Wikipedia He maintains that the aim of the show was not to shock, but to examine the appeasement surrounding Hitler in 1938. Ah! He concedes that the satire of this appeasement did not translate as well as he intended. Discussing the furor around the show, Atkinson has also stated that three quarters of the cast were Jewish and did not consider the concept controversial. Okay. I think you can, even if you believe that you're in the right here, I think that you should still consider this topic controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, yeah. Like, you know, stuff like South Park is controversial. Yeah. Although, but you know, it's it's more, it doesn't make the same mistakes that this show did, you know? Right. Like, I'm not a big, even a South Park fan, but I know that they are the masters at taking, like, the most hot button issues and making it into a, a comedy show that... I mean, it'll offend people, but they'll do it in a way that looks it under a magnifying glass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is in the end. It, it comes off to kind of the naked eye without reading a little bit more about it as just a shock value that was taken too far. Shock value medium that was taken too far when in reality 
it's more of a parody that missed the point. Yeah. And that's how Honey, I'm Home. The most insane television pilot ever aired. So they aired the one once. Uh, it got canceled immediately. Uh, They're clapping. Right they're now clapping. speak. They love us. Let them yeah. love us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were actually seven other episodes recorded uh, and ready to go, but they did not air. Um, that's the most insane thing to me because i looked up just to just to get a visual of it hi honey i'm home and my understanding was that it was a uh one off maybe one off special like you know how adult swim let's sometimes do something like that yeah like that just a just like a special in a way and like then Bush pretend adventure or something like that exactly and then pretend like there was a whole season that was scrapped but no there was seven episodes that yeah, that, they that just didn't air. <laughs> didn't air. That they, Which, uh, they, good they're move, They're apparently Galaxy. still out there somewhere. Some people claim to have them. Eh, I don't believe it. The if first they episode ha- is on YouTube. Yeah. You can watch it if you really want to. <laughs> if you really feel the need. I'm looking up the television channel on Wikipedia, and within the first paragraph even it says uh galaxy broadcasts a mix of original broad uh original programming american imports and archive repeats from the bbc library its most infamous production was hail honey i'm home a sitcom about adolf hitler which aired only its pilot episode yep yeah so there you have it a little examination into the idea of parody and where it can go wrong yeah i mean it's awful. It's literally is just like the definition like this show. I'm, I'm amazed we haven't talked about this before, right? This is a yeah. bad idea. And there's so many other bad sitcoms uh, out there, not on this level, but just like we could do a whole really? month. Oh yeah. Like f- the first, the first one that comes up. To my, and when I think of bad sitcoms, I think of like sitcoms that didn't do well. This is legitimately a bad sitcom, but I also yeah. think of, remember when you mean, you know, friends, right? That show uh-huh. where it's a bunch of friends. They did a spinoff called Joey, um, where it was get this J- just Joey. And it flopped. It was so <laughs> bad. Nobody liked it because the whole point of friends was the dynamic between them all. And that's why people liked watching it. So they just took one of them. And so it was it's like just him alone. Yeah, it's him. He goes to Los Angeles and that's the concept of the show. Like, so he doesn't have like a new cast of characters around him. He's just like, oh, he has like other people, but it's not the same people. Yeah. So, you, right. Huh. Is that yeah. canon? Is that still canon to that that show? <laughs> I believe so. But it, it happens after the whole events in the Friends series. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it, it's can't, it doesn't affect the original though very but interesting that, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when i think of bad tv shows but also there's a i i, I want it i want to talk about a couple others i know I there's this, might, like the, these might be good sources for other episodes though right i, I also know bring people along a little bit you guys want to come see some more cool yeah 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 you guys you guys are cool with us uh hang and like cliffhangering you guys and not telling you what we're thinking about you guys are cool with that mm-hmm yeah yeah are you guys looking cool (laughs) (laughs) that was a delayed honk hey hey, who's got that horn who's got that put that away away. stop 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 oh oh you got a real rebel out there 
Hey, as long as you leave us a five-star review, you're fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ding always gets you. It does. It's 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 just a nice little ding. <laughs> it's just such an approving little ding. Ding. With that, since we're we're leaving them on a cliffhanger, I think it's time to move on to our weekly segment. Good idea, bad idea. Of the week. It's always a relief when we get to this because we go through a bunch of terrible ideas and then we just get to kind of relax. And even sometimes we talk about bad ideas, but, you know, they're never as abhorrent as uh, this bad idea. Yeah, that that was a great job at choosing an awful topic today. Yeah, I don't think any like anecdote that Bradley can bring up as a recommendation of advice isn't going to be on the magnitude of don't make a comedy. Don't make a situational comedy where the main character is a funny New York accent. uh, Hitler. That the okay, I will say the fact he has a New York accent is pretty funny. I think that's a little silly bit. The whole thing is terrible, but that's I enjoyed that little bit. That's kind of silly. Um, yeah, how about you go first? All right, so I'm gonna talk about good idea. Good idea this week. Ooh, it's actually something that came out today. This is for any uh big time film producers that are out there listening. Listen to my plea when you're making franchise stuff. Make stuff where we don't know any of the characters. I don't need to have... Thank you, guys. The Actually, I, I, I can't stop the clapping, so you have to let it go. Okay. There, continue. I saw today the, the trailer for the new Star Wars series Andor came out. Yeah. And Andor is different than uh, all the other series that are coming out because... Like, for example, like Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so you're going to be able to tell that here. Um, Mm -hmm. Where they're based on these, you know, big time, big name characters everybody knows, and they end up bringing in a thousand other characters. It was really to the Book of Boba Fett's detriment. We'll see how Obi-Wan fares that premieres tomorrow as of recording. Um, The Andor trailer was almost entirely comprised of characters I'd never seen before, save for two. But we didn't even see them that much. It's just all these new characters that we've never seen before with some really brilliant actors in this universe that I love. And I'm finding myself to be so much more excited for it now that I'm seeing characters that I don't know and that I can learn about rather than like, oh, it's that one dude from season six, episode five of the Clone Wars. Holy guacamole. I can't believe he's back, you know? Yeah, it's all new to you. Exactly. So film producers out there, we get excited when we see new things. We don't need to see the same old things cycled to us over and over again, which is really ironic that I'm the one saying this because I'm a Star Wars fan and that's like right. kind of a that's core tenet whole... of the franchise. Yeah. But I want to see more like this in the future. Yeah. Uh, so that that's my good idea is in, in, in existing franchises, keep it fresh. Show us new guys. Yeah. And my good idea of the week is moving across the country to the other side of the country and then uh, on your way to the other side of the country, driving through Boise, Idaho and stopping by my house for dinner. I saw Nate last night and it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. I was hoping to hear about how that went. Yeah, um, it was scary. They drove so... So by the time this comes out, they are probably settled in in their new yeah. place on the East Coast uh, by you, which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, yeah, kind of cool. It's very cool. Um, but their first leg of driving, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're driving like 10 hours a day 
and yeah. that's insane. Um, so I was they originally supposed to come. I'm, I'm gonna put it on blast for a second. I, I love them. It was Paige and uh, Nate uh, who came along, um, and they were supposed to come around five or six at night, which is great. Which is when I get off work. Um, and I was supposed to like take them out to dinner and show them around town. We're have like a whole night, and then they come by, and then they crash uh, at my place. Um, and then it, they took a nap in Bellevue. And Bellevue is an hour and a half away from where they started. Uh, so they drove an hour and a half for like, let's take a nap. And they napped. Uh, so I, I can have a little context to that. I don't know if you like mentioned kind of why he needed to do that. Because they didn't I, sleep. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't yeah. sleep because I can see why you'd be kind of on edge about to move across the country in yeah. a pretty rapid pace. Uh, right. A cross country road trip. But he was actually texting me when I woke up for work, which is early for me. Yeah. Um, before my alarm, because my psychotic dog knows exactly when my alarm is going to be, somehow, even when I change it around, it always wakes me up 30 minutes before um, to go out. Like, no matter how long we've slept, no matter what time the alarm is, she's no 30 minutes before and has to wake me up before, and it drives me insane. Maybe I should set it 30 minutes later. I just need to start doing that. But then I risk, you know, being awake 30 minutes later, and that's terrible. Um, mm. So, anyway, she'd woken me up. It's 6.30 a.m. for me. 6.15, so, actually. So it's 3.15 on the other side. And I get a text from him. And he's like, all right, we're leaving. I'm like, you guys are getting going early. And he says, we couldn't sleep. And I'm like, okay. So apparently they went to sleep at, you know, they left at 3.15. Probably it was 3.30 when we stopped texting because he was getting going. So 3.30, hour and a half of driving. That's <laughs> They took a nap at 5 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, and good for them. Good for them. If they needed a nap, take it. If you're yes. driving that long, you yeah, need it. Yeah, don't be yeah. driving that tired. But like they did the right thing. But I just think it's so funny that they're like, yeah, we could do ten hours, and an hour and a half in, they're like, well, time for a nap. And it's what time for a nice long break. I should. But they <laughs> they made it to Boise uh, with plenty of time for dinner, which was nice. I made them dinner at my okay. house. I made them so I got some uh, chicken drumsticks and I made some Ooh. lemon pepper chicken. With some Ooh. homemade French fries and green beans. Damn, that's yeah. that's a solid fucking dinner. Very yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. And then they, we just kind of talked about life and stuff, and it was very nice to see them. And they crashed in my living room, and I still have to put away their air mattress, and that's where I'm at right now. Okay. After this podcast, tune in for Bradley putting away an air mattress. Yeah, join join me. Join me. Audience, will you be joining for this this riveting material? Yeah. They're and I can't stop watching. it because the music's going, so I have to wait for the claps to stop. But that's fine. That's the applaud that putting away your air mattress deserves. You're right about that. Yeah, so that's that's my good idea. It's just having a nice little chat with the friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. Go find your friends anywhere they are in the country. Go on a road trip and find them. Find Speaking your friends. Finding people. Oh shoot, Bradley. Oh, where can we find you? You can find me at Bradley with an E on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and anywhere else really. Um, you can find me there. You can also go to Brad Rocks and see everything I've ever done. Hank, what about you? You can find my animation work on YouTube, youtubecom backslash far Watch our film, The Spy Files: The Mystery of the Missing Orb. Do uh, it. It's free content. 45 minutes. It's a blast. It's free movie for you. You don't have to have a streaming service. It's free. not going to have ads on it because I don't make money on YouTube. Uh -huh. It's 
it's just good like that. And yeah. you can find my Lego hobbyist uh, work at Faraway Bricks on Instagram. Nice. And with and that, if you like this show, you can follow the show at No Good Ideas Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, and you can, of course, we mentioned at the beginning, but we'll bookend it. Uh, you can also go to your local app store, not app store, podcast, Apple, your local Apple podcast app. That's what yeah. I meant to say. And or Spotify. Find, or Spotify. Wow. Hank, do you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five star review. Say I love you nine times. And then you will be considered the number one fan of this show until somebody how, else does it. You can say nine times. But how many times can you say I love you? See, let's challenge yourself. How many times can you say I love you in a five star review? Yeah. Yeah. The more the more you write it, the more of a number one fan you are. Mm-hmm. And the more we love you back. Yeah. And with that being said. I think it's time for Miley's favorite part. Yeah, the ending. Our, our intro that's like this running bit that we can't abandon because it's a running bit even though it sucks. You know what it sucks? You know what it sucks? Balls! Yeah. My dog is stretching. <laughs>